0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. I'm my chip outs, man. I got this, yeah. Welcome back, y'all. We are back with episode 14.5, the Ankle Pick Pod. We are here. It's Sunday night, and we are ready to set the spreads. We had so much fun last week setting these spreads. got our analysts on the line at MMA Capper, DK, Danny. What up, what up? And Reese, how are you guys doing?
2: You know, I'm doing great after that sweep this weekend, and a pretty phenomenal... Overall, between Danny and I last week, setting the spreads, I'm feeling good this week. I have a little more confidence. We got that first episode out under our belt. I, I think I'm going to do pretty good tonight.
1: Reese mentioned it. As the pod, our posted picks on Twitter, at Ankle Pick Pod, we had a clean sweep of the board uh, on what was an awesome, awesome card, Sandhagen versus Mariah. Some exciting finishes. And uh, we'll, we'll get to recapping later in the week with our regularly scheduled programming. But for now, let's jump right in to setting the spread. It's that time of the week. First fight on the main card. Danny, restarted last week, so we're going to kick it off with you. A featherweight fight, Thomas Almeida and Jonathan Martinez. Go ahead.
0: Awesome. So this is happening at featherweight. I know both of these guys have fought at bantamweight, I think, once in their career. Uh, they're, they're both primarily, I guess, strikers. Uh, Martinez has got a pretty good distance kicking game but Almeida uh, does have a pretty good jits game as well. I see Almeida being favored here because he's the more experienced guy and having a little bit tougher of competition the way I see it I've got him at minus 180.
2: Minus 180. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm I'm very close with Danny. I so you look at a guy like Thomas Almeida, he's been ranked for a while, has fought the best of the best, the likes of Jimmy Rivera, Rob Vaughn, Garbrandt. He did lose all those, though. He's shown that he, he is susceptible, but at the same time, he's got a lot of great KOs on his record. He does have a submission game that's extremely underrated. Jonathan Martinez hasn't fought the caliber Thomas Almeida has. I expect him to have a better game plan. I'm going to go a little higher than Danny. Um, He lost to Tot, not even the UFC, split decision with Andre Ewell, who I think is a better striker than people give him credit for. But I'm going to go Thomas Almeida minus – I think it's going to creep into the 200s. I'm going to go to minus 215.
1: So this line opened up at Almeida minus 190, currently sitting at Almeida minus 155.
2: Lots of respect to Trevor Whitman in that elevation fight camp. Yeah, Trevor Whitman, actually, for those of you who listen to other podcasts or are familiar with the sport, he's he's changing the game, man. Trevor Whitman's a, a guy that he's reinventing the fight glove, and he's training over with Gaethje, and he's. I'm a big fan of his. But, wow, that type of line movement's ridiculous no matter who you are. Holy shit. For sure. Dan, so, do you see value there this week on Almeida?
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to tape a little bit more, but I, I guess at first glance there's a
2: decent amount of line movement. So I expected the line to go towards Jonathan Martinez. I was going to mention that. I think that Martinez, the line's not going to do him justice to the chat. But holy crap, that did the line movement's crazy. Well, point, point Danny.
1: Jeez. Point Danny. And we got an odd number of fights this week that we're going to run through. So no ties. Anyways, <laughs> second fight of the main card, light heavyweight bout. Jimmy Crute and Modeskis Bukowskis. Reese, take us away.
2: Okay. Well, last week, you know that. When people are making their UFC debut, or have had one fight in the UFC, or even two fights, where you haven't really got, where Danny and I haven't really gotten our chance to get full tape sessions in, we we were a little off last week. However, I've been a fan of Jimmy Coot. I think that he's. I like that he's well rounded. I like that for 205, he's a lot quicker than some of those guys you see up there. I wouldn't say he's a small 205er, but. You know, he's young, he's got a lot to learn, but but I'm excited. I give him actually, I'm gonna give him a, a pretty big favorite here. Now, how big is the real question? I'm gonna say Jimmy Crew minus 165. 165. It's just tough to go any higher than that for these big heavyweights or uh, light heavyweights. And it's tough when a guy only had one fight under his belt. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go, oh, yeah, 165.
0: I, I'm, yeah, I'm right around Reese. I think I'm going to go a little higher. I, I think I'm going to go, like, minus 190 for for Kroot just because he ha- does have more experience in the octagon, and I just have seen more of him. Both of these guys seem to possess the power of God in their fists. I mean, Lukowskis' first MMA fight, he retired the guy in, in at the end of round one. The guy just gave up because he didn't want to take any yeah. more punches from Modestus.
2: Which, but, Which, to me, almost, like, I don't know if I give that – to more credit to him or that the other guy just shouldn't have been in the ring that night. You know what I mean? But the one thing, and we don't know this yet, or at least I don't know this because we, I haven't seen enough tape of him, but, how is his takedown defense? Because if Crute can get this there, I see a sizable advantage with the force submissions on his record and the high-level jiu-jitsu. I, I think that they're going to look to strike here, but that's that's where he has the lag So it's interesting, but I like your line, Dan. I was nervous about going so low. I'm about to be down 2-0, I feel
1: it. Y'all were very close to the opening line there. Crute opened as the minus 180 favorite, but it has steamed like no other. Crute's currently sitting at minus 345.
0: Whoa. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm interested to tape this. They're, Vegas must be seeing something that – Or a you know. shark.
2: Someone's placed a fatty for that type of line movement. Holy shit. Anyways, so, Danny gets another one.
1: Danny gets another one. 2-0 quickly. Love for the,
2: All right. The, I need to get on a heater here. 2-0, DK. Like
1: there's still room to recover here for Reese. Third fight of the main card, women's flyweights. Jessica Andraj and Chukagian.
2: Yeah, Caitlin Chikagian. Yeah. Okay, and Dan's up. Dan's yeah. up
1: first. Okay,
2: so Andraj
0: has gotten absolutely picked apart in her last two fights, whether it be the brutal early KO to Waylee and then Trevor Whitman, absolutely having the perfect game plan for her. But she's a tough cookie. I mean, Rose Waylee and Joanna are her only losses since 2015. I, I think I'm favoring Andraj here. I like her. I like her style, the grind with blonde fighter. I'm Andraj minus
2: one. 40. That's interesting because I thought that you were going to give Jukakian the nod just because of her lengthy striking and her size. She recently fought for the title too. Um, Got smoked by Valentina though. Made it three rounds. I mean, who doesn't get smoked by Valentina? And Jennifer Maya is the next chance she beat her. Beat JoJo Calderwood, who I have uh, respect for. But I actually am I'm with you, Dan. And, and so much so that I have Andraj, I think minus 140 as well. So I'm actually gonna bump it to 141 because I think <laughs> it's more likely she's higher than lower. But yeah, I, I just think that Andraj has seen the best striking you can see. I mean Whaley Zhang, I mean she got fucked there, but and Rose, she beat Rose, she beat Carolina Kolvikevich. It's like I it's probably I mean, I might not bet this one, but I, I give Andre Andrage the the advantage. I'm going to go minus 141.
1: <laughs> Reese, you, first of all, y'all were both so close, but Reese, I'm just... just barely the wrong direction there. Oh. Oh. Minus 135 is your favorite, Andrage.
2: No.
1: Fuck. When did it open at? When did it open at? Opened at minus 190. Holy
2: shit. Oh wow, that steamed down, which is that's fair. I expect it to steam down. If you know, we film this earlier in the day, I win. Jesus.
1: But Reese, let's let's see if you can scrap together some points. Fourth fight of the main card, the co-main, a heavyweight bout, Cyril Gunn, and Ante Dalia. Reese, yours first. I, I think
2: so. I don't know much about this uh Dalia guy. He's making his UFC debut. He has fought some UFC vets, not vets, but guys in the UFC. I see Marcin Tiber on his record. It was a loss. A leg injury, um, but Tibera just came off a W. But still, it, it really didn't matter who he fought. He could, as far as as long as he didn't fight like Zeus, um, he's going to be a dog here for sure. Now the question is how big. I think it's big, but Gan also is a guy who I think, if you pay really to- close attention and you pick your spot, you'll have an opportunity where he's minus six hundred and you just straight up should not be. However, I don't think it's yet. I'm going to do Saralgan minus 325. That might be high. I, I lean lower than that, but I'm going to stick with 25 because, I mean, I've seen him as high as minus 600. So, 325, lock it in.
0: I'll go into it on the podcast later in this week, but uh, you mentioned wondering if Delia had, had fought Zeus yet. He's about to this weekend. <laughs> Cyril Gaon is my favorite prospect in the heavyweight division. He is incredibly well-rounded. He is unbelievable. I don't need to get into it. I think that your line is low. I've got I've, I've minus five hundred written down, but a a, a smarter play. I'm going to say minus that's 450 just because I think you were low. That's crazy. I respect You're, it, but it's I've been trying to bet on Cyril Gaon since no, uh, I the Me too. Maya fight no, I understand the fight. No, I Ricard, and he's been so far out of my Range. I'm going no, to assume that that trend's going to continue.
2: I understand that, but he has the—he's similar to me as like an sanganai where—and again, I know he's—he's he's significantly more skilled, and he's—he has a kickboxing prowess, but it's like—and—and and sneaky jujitsu. No, I agree. But when they lock that cage, it's like mistakes can be made. Heavyweights can capitalize. Like I don't like any heavyweight being minus that much, but especially in an inexperienced one. Even if the even if you win this one, I'd, it has to steam down. That's just so high.
1: That being said, Reese, you were pretty close to the open. Opened at minus 350, gone being the favorite. It skyrocketed. Minus 600 is where it's sitting.
0: 500 was even too low. I
2: was scared there. Going into this night, I was, like, what I had on my sheet was that I was going to say something egregious, like minus 500. And then when I started looking at this guy, Dalia, I was like, okay, 17-3. and He's clearly capable, but holy shit. I mean, that, but again, strongly urge, first off, I'm going to get swept tonight, which is a nightmare. But second (laughs) off, I strongly urge people not to bet that. That's so high. Don't even parlay. Don't even think like, oh, I'm going to get a little bit of value on a parlay. Just leave that. And all we know is that he's 17-3. and He's ginormous, and he's good enough to be in the UFC. So that alone should make you not want to lay 600. Definitely scares me. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll dive into that more on uh, Tuesday. Wow, Danny, good, good job tonight. I'm getting smoked out here.
1: Reese is spot on. We'll come back after taping later in the week and uh, come back with a little bit more analysis. For now, the last fight of the evening, the main event, it's a featherweight bout. Brian Ortega versus the Korean Zombie. Danny, you're up.
0: So, yeah, Brian's coming off of a crazy, crazy layoff. He hasn't fought since December 2018. And we, we talk a lot on the regular podcast about guys losing their souls from a bad loss. And I really think that that happened to him in this Holloway fight. I, I think that TKZ is as good and as technical of a striker in this division. I think he's going to pick apart Brian Ortega. That being said, it's been a two-year layoff. He could be a like an opposite Brian Ortega that we've ever seen coming in. Two years of training is a long time to reinvent yourself. I've got this one, TKZ minus 210, though. I think he's going to be pretty heavily favored. favored.
2: Okay, I like that answer because I think finally – I'm gonna pick up some points tonight. I'm with Danny. The thing about Brian Ortega is he just absolutely steamrolled himself with this impressive submission over Cub Swanson. He knocked out Frankie Egger for the first finish of Frankie Agger's entire career. People forget that. And then, yeah, Max Holloway pieced him apart. And we know, we everyone knows that Max Holloway is right there with, with Jose Aldo for the best featherweight of all time. Korean Zombie is a guy who, again, finished Frankie, but long, I, we all want A different Frankie. I'm, what? But
0: he finished a different Frankie than Brian. Yeah, did. he
2: finished a di- different Frankie. Um, I just – sorry, that reaction I had was remembering that Yaya, Yaya Rodriguez elbow with one second left. That was nuts. But, like, I mean, he had a big layoff. 12 Dustin Poirier's different Poirier. so I don't want to look that far back. But we, we all know what Korean Zombie has and is capable of. I just think that Brian is more dangerous than minus 210. At Korean Zombie minus 210, I would be forced to take Brian Ortega i was closer to 165 i think korean zombie minus 165 or take like plus 145 seems like a really fair line to me where i would be like i don't know where to go on that 210 seemed a little high so i i think i might pick up points there i'm feeling good about this
1: we call them analysts for a reason this line opened up korean zombie minus 210 spot on the panty it's come down a little bit It's sitting at minus 175, so Reese is going to take the last point of the night. (laughs) Getting on the board, last but not least. At the end of the day, guys, this puts us in the right frame of mind to start thinking about the week. I know that y'all have taping to do. We're going to get back into it later in the week. But this is a great activity to start thinking about these matchups, prime ourselves, and you know what? It paid off great last week. I was
2: was about to say, I I didn't know how much of a factor or how much it would have helped going into this week because A, I literally have done zero research and I haven't even seen a smidge of any sort of line. So hard to really think or, or, or see, but it is a good way for me to get my preliminary thoughts down. And I, especially on those first three fights where I was extremely wrong on DePlessis and I was wrong about the opening fight, too, which Danny... Which to Danny took, that gave me a ton. It made me want to tape those guys more. And I got a good read on those guys from the extra focus. So I, I love this segment. I hope it never stops. It's an absolute blast. Danny, tip of the cap to you tonight. And Kobe, mm-hmm. I think next time you're with Danny, you should sneak a peek. I don't, want any, I don't want him peeping lines right before this. We need to check his browser history. Please. That's too, almost too money. I got smoked again.
1: I definitely don't want to check his browser history, but yes, thanks again, guys. We knew this one was going to be short. We'll come back at you. Give us a follow on Twitter for now, at anklepickpod, rate and review, and uh, we'll come back with some more information later in the week. Until then, the pod is back. Peace. We're out.